and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 8th of February. This week I've got moles and colouring in. Maddie has volcanoes and lots of comedy, but first here's Jen with lots of half-term fun. There certainly is plenty going on. We're going to start with chickens. Uh, Half-term spring chickens at the Oxford University Museum of Natural History uh, is happening Monday to Wednesday next week, 1 till 4pm, and it's free. And they're going to tell you everything that there is to know about chickens, apparently, through a series of crafts, trails and activities. Fantastic. So I thought we'd start with a little chicken quiz to oh. see oh. how much there is to know. <laughs> I love quizzes. <laughs> Where do chickens come from? This is originally, no, not, don't just say, say the egg. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Yes, the closest relatives are the T-Rex, apparently. Um, And where in the world did uh, chickens begin? Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Disqualified. You didn't buzz. (laughs) Didn't buzz, and it's a terrible pun. Uh, No, they come from tropical rainforests. The jungles of Asia is where chickens started out. Chickens have remarkably good memories. Though they're not noted for this. Um, how many calls can chickens distinctly make? <laughs> Katie, seventy-three. <laughs> uh, ten. Well, it's somewhere between the two. It's around thirty, twenty-five to thirty, oh, including duck, 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 which means food. That's how a cockerel Aww. signals to his flock that there's food round about. But if the, the other chickens are already eating, then they take no notice. <laughs> Um, their memories are also good for faces. They can uh, recognise different individual chickens and humans. How many different individuals can they recognise? Um, ten. Katie, <laughs> guess it. <laughs> Twelve. A hundred. A hundred? I don't think I can recognise a hundred different faces. Definitely not a hundred chickens. But <laughs> yeah, certainly There not. we go. <laughs> Um, which of the five basic tastes can chickens not detect? That's uh, salt, sweet, sour, bitter and umami. Is your... It's oh. kind of logical. It's probably not one they have a great deal of use for in the wild, really. Oh, oh. Umami? Mm-hmm. No. You'd have thought they'd need to know if something was bitter or sour because yeah. that would be probably not very good for them. Mm. Sweet. Sweet. They can't detect sweetness. Saltness, salt isn't very good for them, so they have to avoid that. Okay. Don't know about bitter and sour. Maybe they eat sour berries all the time. Who knows? Um, can uh, chickens dream? Yes. <laughs> yes, they can. They experience REM sleep and they can see in full colour. Wow. So cool. We think of chickens as a bit chicken, but in the wild, what percentage of predator attacks can chickens survive? Sixty? Ninety percent. Well no wonder they've made it this far. Well yeah. yeah. I guess in the jungle the claws and the beaks and the flapping up the branches. Who knows? Uh how many chickens are there in the world at the moment? Um twelve million uh twelve billion chickens. Try doubling it. Twenty five billion chickens. Oh my goodness. How do cockerels attract a mate? (laughs) 
Um, do they do a dance? They do. They do a dance <laughs> where they waggle their heads and their wattles, which are the bit under their chin, um, and it's called tidbidding. <laughs> um, and following mating, if the male is successful, if the female decides she doesn't like him after all and she doesn't want chicks from that particular mate, she can eject sperm again. <laughs> That's Which so I think is cool. quite a skill. Um, and if she does mate successfully and has chicks, she can talk to her unborn chicks. And the chickens, the little chicks, chirp back through the eggshell. Oh. Isn't that sweet? So anyway, I'm sure they're going to tell you all this and more. <laughs> we see if that tries to next week. Uh, but it turns out chickens are much sweeter than I <laughs> tend to think of them. I have a lot of respect for chickens now. Yeah. Mm. And if you don't fancy chickens, there are musical <laughs> instruments also next week. Um, Monday to Friday, 2 till 5 at the Bait Collection. So that's in the music faculty, down St All Dates. Uh, free activities, gallery, trails, colouring and word searches among them. Now, we're not always very good at getting out of the city, but there are plenty of things going on next week which are further afield. Starting in Whitney at Cogs Manor Farm. Um, Tuesday to Thursday they have activities in the morning so that dovetails very nicely with your afternoon of chickens um, <laughs> they're free although donations are welcome and there are different themes each day so on Tuesday uh, they're focusing on the gingerbread man uh, storytelling and biscuit making uh, Wednesday Cog's winter welly walk <laughs> what an excuse to get your wellies out um, and making a journey stick as part of that and then on Thursday, the 16th of February, a squash and a squeeze storytelling. Um, no further information about that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether this is a story that everybody knows. But anyway, you'll have to go on Thursday. And there is storytelling at 11 and 12 and puppet making too. Um, the Adventure Playground is not open at the moment because they're preparing for a big open day. Um, so the Manor House and Cog's Kitchen Cafe are, are your territory for roaming. Um, and further afield still, we have uh, the Didcot Railway Centre. Steam days happening Saturday and Sunday at the beginning and end of half term and also on Wednesday the 15th. Um, and in Buckinghamshire, if you fancy hopping over the border, there's the Goat Centre. Oh, it's mm. such a nice place. <laughs> It's lovely, isn't it? It's just really a great big field of goats. And they also say bring your wellies because it's quite muddy at the moment. Um, and you can get your goat food and, and feed the lovely, sweet so head body. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they have the, um, there's a pig there that they thought was a micro pig and then oh, obviously it, it just didn't oh, stop. No. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really lovely donkey as well. Spent um, too much time there. <laughs> Yes, and they have season passes. So for people like Katie who go all the time, uh, now is a good time of the year to get yourself prepared. Um, I have to say, I think some of these would do as Valentine presents as well. As well That's as, a great um, idea. Half-term activities. But yeah, go along, get your season pass. Um, they're not usually open on Mondays, but they are open on Monday the 13th. So they're open every day in half-term, 10 till 4. Um, and also in Buckinghamshire, the Roald Dahl Museum in Great Missenden is having plenty of activities, as you might imagine, including workshops, crafts, storytelling and trails. They strongly recommend booking for the half-term activities. Some things are already sold out. They can't guarantee tickets on the door, so book the day before and you will be fine. That's also a great place to go. I've never been, though it's somewhere oh, I keep meaning to go. It's so lovely. You can crawl through Mr Fox's tunnel. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> right, that's half-term sorted. <laughs> So a bit of an unusual uh, event next. If you like releasing your inner child in a 
methodical and controlled way (laughs) while drinking copious amounts of alcohol, why not try the colouring in and wine evening (laughs) happening tonight in Headington? Artist Jane Bynart is is opening her studio to anyone who's interested in colouring and wine. So she'll provide the refreshments, the colouring in designs and a range of art materials to try out. Basically, she specialises in drawing the outlines of colouring in Mm. designs. And you get to select one and spend the evening colouring in feeling really relaxed and having a nice glass of wine. Do you think they're Oxford specific? Are they sort of the Dreaming Spires? Or? I, I don't think so. I think um, she specialises, well, from what I've seen, there's quite a lot of nice swirly patterns, uh-huh. which looks very satisfying to sit and colour in. If you find yourself speeding through all the colouring in provided, you can always buy more designs and even a box of her designs on the night. The event costs six ninety five. And it's essential that you book your place so that Jane knows to provide you with colouring in enough and bottles enough of wine. Wise. Yes, <laughs> I think it's very important. So all her contact details are on our website. So you can email her at jane at bernart.co.uk or you can phone her. If you aren't able to make it tonight, Jane will be hosting another colouring in and wine session on Monday the 6th of March. It just sounds like a really nice, relaxing event. Colouring really in. good for mindfulness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to help with uh, people experiencing anxiety and stress. And it also enhances your ability to concentrate and focus, as well as helping your problem solving and fine motor skills. Mm, There's also yeah. a different sort of conversation you have with people when you're not looking directly at them. Yeah. So I think um, that's a lot of the success of kind of knit and natter groups is that you actually get quite deeply philosophical or into um, share it and yeah, sharing, sharing secrets things. or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah they say that if you have a really big conversation that you need to have with like a family member or something, you should go on a car journey mm-hmm. and then you can um, and then you won't be looking at each other. But you'll be in, and you can't get away as well. <laughs> <laughs> so here you're going to be trapped by yeah. <laughs> art <home>. and wine. <laughs> cool. So a good place for heart to heart. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, bring along a mate. <laughs> so that's colouring in and wine evening at Jane's Art Studio in Headington uh, tonight and Monday the sixth of March. It starts at seven pm and it runs until eight thirty pm and is six pounds ninety five. So exhibitions now. Um, first up, it's Volcanoes at the Western Library, which starts on Friday the 10th of February and it's running until the 21st of May in the S.T. Lee Gallery in the Western Library. And it's a new exhibition that has been chosen by The Guardian as one of the best art and design exhibitions of 2017. Wow. It's... Already? Have they seen it already? <laughs> well, I guess they've been to the preview. It's called Volcanoes and it's free. And it includes a selection of eyewitness accounts, scientific observations and artwork charting how our understanding of volcanoes has evolved during the time that humans have been on the planet with volcanoes. So you can expect memorabilia from famous volcanoes you have known and loved, from (laughs) fragments of burnt papyrus scrolls, which were buried during Mount Vesuvius's well-documented eruption back in 79 AD, 
to lava and rock samples and notes from the eruptions of Krakatoa and Santorini, which happened more recently in the last couple of centuries. <laughs> Not that recently, but more recently. It's covering all aspects of our relationship with volcanoes, from art to culture to science to nature. Why do the Bodleian have a selection of rock samples? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, th- maybe they're collaborating with science. Department. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. They had um, when they were talking about uh, they had a lovely exhibition. I think in the same room, which was really ancient illuminated books, like copies of the Quran and things like that. And they had little paint samples for all of those. So I think they must have a, a friend in the chemistry department. Yeah, so the opening times of that of the Western Library are Monday to Saturday, 10am to 5pm, and Sunday, 11am to 5pm. So you can go any day of the week from Friday. Second in my exhibition roundup is the St Edmund Hall Interim Art Show, which is on, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday this week. So the 10th to the 12th. And it's uh, the Halfway House show, exhibiting work by current second year Ruskin art students at Teddy Hall. And um, they've been allowed to delve into Teddy Hall's extensive collection of famous artwork. Teddy Hall have a massive collection of really quite famous pieces from um, really well-known artists. And each student will be displaying their own work alongside pieces that they've chosen from Teddy Hall's collection. So some of them are big pieces, um, worth lots of money. Um, and uh, yeah, so it will include work by really famous artists, including Hepworth, Hockney and Spencer, and some who are surely soon to be famous once they've graduated. <laughs> and it's on Friday from 7.30 till 9 and 12 till 6 on Saturday and Sunday at Teddy Hall on the High Street. <laughs> Loved by nature enthusiasts, but loathed by gardeners, you'll have surely come across these little critters at some point over your lifetime. That's right, I'm talking about moles. Uh, There's a fascinating sounding talk happening at the Oxford University Museum of Natural History, which is entitled Mountains or Just Molehills. This is being run by the Oxfordshire Mammal Group and is part of their Winter Talk series. Um, Roger Trout... What an excellent <laughs> name for this <laughs> for this guy to have. Um, is a scientist involved in mole population research and he's going to be offering a different perspective on moles. I guess different from them being considered vermin and mm. irritating. <laughs> the mole's eye view. <laughs> I've got some fun little facts about some moles. I, 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 <laughs> I feel like I can't compete now with the chicken quiz. <laughs> I think that just wins. <laughs> Um, you could turn it into a mole quiz if you want <laughs> I don't know whether you'll know the answers yeah, okay, to these okay. I'll go on, there try we, us we, all right. but never mind <laughs> what's the Latin name for mole? has <laughs> it got blind in it or something? No. Uh, spectatorum non ton you got the first letter <laughs> We used to have a copy of Thumbelina in French. I'm sure it had the French word yeah. for moles, which is probably somehow related uh, to the Latin, French but I really don't remember what it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Or maybe they just called him Mr. Mm. Mr. Velvet Jacket or something. <laughs> 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 I can't remember. Um, it's Scallopus aquatus. Oh. Because. Do they go in water? What? Well, <laughs> they are, I think they are considered partially aquatic because they go in 
soggy areas. Areas. Okay. Very weird. Swim through the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the old English word for mole was mouldy warp. Mm, <laughs> mouldy warp. Mouldy warp. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Harry Potter, doesn't it? Really it really does. Mm. Which means soil thrower. Mm. Uh, Maddie, you were wrong about your preconception of moles being blind. Oh, was I? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break this to you, but moles aren't blind. They're colour blind. Okay. And have very <laughs> poor eyesight. Okay. Not as good as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Moles can run backwards as fast as they can run forwards. <laughs> That's amazing. It saves them digging, like, turning places in the Yeah, in the it tunnel. makes a lot of sense. Um, and they can do somersaults to escape predators or catch food. <laughs> it's just so sweet. You can just imagine a mole as, like, a circus performer on trapeze. <laughs> um, That's a film. That's definitely a Pixar film mm, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> so if you like the sound of these little furry fellas, why not find out more about them at Mountains or Just Mole Hills at the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. The talk's on Monday the 13th at 7pm and it's £3. Or if you are a member, it's free. What better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than a whole week of theatre about doomed love in <laughs> Europe? Um, so next week we have uh, both professional and student productions involving musical doomed love, uh, starting with Anna Karenina, the musical. This is a new musical with the music by modern languages student Maria Shepherd, um, who I believe is currently a student now. Um, and this is at the O'Reilly, starting on Tuesday, running to Saturday, 7.30pm and a Saturday matinee and £12 or £8. Um, Anna Karenina, I'm sure you know the story, but it's the story of a young aristocrat in 19th century Russia doomed to a loveless marriage who embarks on an affair, but obviously risks quite a lot in her life, um, including losing her child and society's condemnation. It's not going to end well. I'm sorry, spoiler there. Uh, or if uh, you prefer a professional production, then there is opera um, brought by Ellen Kent um, to the new theatre. Um, three different operas in one week. Wow. Uh, so you can go every night and see different Doomed Love. Um, La Boheme on Thursday, Doomed Love Among, among Parisian Artists by Puccini. Or Nabucco on Friday, Doomed Love in Exile, The King of Babylon's Daughter Loves an Israelite sort of Romeo and Juliet type thing, Verdi. Oh. Or more Verdi on Saturday, this is Aida, doomed love between a captured Ethiopian princess and an Egyptian general, betrayal, love triangles um, in ancient Memphis, lots of uh, national feeling, and that's Verdi as well. So, yeah, 7.30 every night at, at the new theatre. Um, mm. Loads of fun. <laughs> if you need cheering up after all that doomed love, you can go and see some comedy, of which there is much <laughs> this week. Um, first up, we've got a comedy night at the Jacqueline Dupre building in St Hilda's College on the 10th of February, so that's on Friday at 8 o'clock. It's a triple bill of comedy. First up, they've got Three Men in a Boot, a rather sketchy show, uh, which should be good. They had sell-out shows at the Oxford Playhouse and the Edinburgh Fringe, um, and they were described as genuinely original and hilarious by the Cherwell. Genuinely hilarious. And literally hilarious. <laughs> literally <laughs> hilarious. So they'll be making you laugh first up. And then they've got Glenn Moore, who is uh, one of the writers of BBC Radio 4's award-winning The Now. The Now Show! 
And um, he's also, his jokes often frequently appear in the top 10 jokes in the fringe lists. And then finally, but last but not least, they've got the female double act Shelf, who I saw at the fringe and they are really funny. They've got a really good report and, um, and they'll be finishing off the evening at the Jacqueline Dupre. So that's at eight o'clock. Um, tickets range from five pounds to fifteen pounds, and the five pound tickets are for the live stream of the event. So you don't even have to leave your sofa, oh, um, and you Can't can watch watch the event from the comfort of your own home. <laughs> or you could go and see the Oxford Imps. So they're an improvisational comedy group, and their latest show is called Dead Funny: The Improvised Funeral, or should it be Funeral? Um, it started yesterday um, and it will finish on Saturday and it's 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start so it's uh, putting the fun back into funeral experience the improvised funeral and you'll die laughing (laughs) that one's at the Simpkins Lee Theatre in Lady Margaret Hall from yesterday until Saturday or you could go and see the Oxford Review they've got a, a show on Valentine's it's their Oxford Review Valentine's special and it should be packed with sketch, musical, and stand-up comedy. So the Oxford Review is obviously a bit of an institution at the uni, and they like to put on new acts all the time, so they've been doing some open auditions recently, and they've got lots of new new people doing stand-up and musical comedy. I went to see a show of theirs a couple of weeks ago, and it was really funny. It was consistently funny, so... Um, I would recommend going to that one. So that's Oxford Review Valentine's Special at the Old Fire Station. And in case you've forgotten, it's on Valentine's Day, which is Tuesday the 14th of February at 8 o'clock. And then finally, on Friday at the Oxford Playhouse, there's a show called 600 People, which is a cross between stand-up comedy and an astrophysics lecture. And it's £7. It's performed by Alexander Kelly, who will be exploring stories that we tell in order to understand our place in the cosmos and wondering if there are actually any extraterrestrials in our galaxy, and also wondering what it means to be human. So some some big questions there, <laughs> but apparently it's really Nothing funny. Heavy. <laughs> so that's uh, 600 people at the Oxford Playhouse on Friday the 10th of February. I think their capacity is only 450. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They'll be back at the mids. <laughs> at uh, five o'clock. Um, you can find us on social media we are at Daily Info Oxford on Instagram Twitter and Facebook uh, don't forget to enter our pro slash anti Valentine's Day competition you've only got one more day so get your entries in quick oh and subscribe uh, to get the podcast direct to your device every week uh, you can sign up on iTunes and other stuff like that meanwhile uh, more information on these and many many other events on dailyinfo.co.uk